What's up, everybody? This is Alyssa Amoroso, a.k.a. Publicity, who is ready to spill some tea. Because this is Tea with Publicity. What's up, Tea Tribe? Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. It is back to my summer series. I am traveling this week. I am down the Jersey Shore with my family. We're staying in LBI, which is like super nice and relaxing. And then on Friday, I leave for Italy. So I'm really excited because I have an interview again this week. And I know it's been a little bit of time since an interview has graced us. And this one is no other than a Love Island UK interview. That's right. I'm sitting down with Coco Lodge. You probably know her from Casa Amor. And she was maybe one of the most like controversial people in the villa this year. So we are going to hop into our interview with Coco and then stick around until the end because I am back with Ask Alyssa where I answer your advice questions. And then we're spilling the tea because there's a lot going on in pop culture that I feel as though we need to talk about, like Kim and Pete breaking up, um, Teresa Judice's wedding and her hair we should say. And then also what's going on between her and Melissa. And then as always, I want to talk a little bit about the Bachelor franchise. I'm also watching Love Island US, so we can get into those things as well. But as a reminder, today's podcast is brought to you by Macy's. I am so freaking excited and they have the best offer ever for you guys this week. It's like actually crazy. It's 50% off, but let me just explain to you. So if you're a beauty lover, from August 12th to August 21st, Macy's is giving you a whopping 50% off daily beauty offers, plus more great deals online and in store. It's only for 10 days. So make sure you check out Macy's.com slash 10 days of glam before it's too late. And the way it's written is one zero days of glam. It's not spelled out T-E-N. It's one zero days of glam. So Macy's.com slash 10 days of glam before it's too late. And it's amazing because you'll get 50% off on select items. So I hope you guys check that out. And then as always, um, everything's always linked in my bio too, if that's easier for you guys and on my landing page. But the one thing I've learned already about working with Macy's is that they have so many freaking sales, which is like right up my alley because I never want to spend full price on anything. Um, Okay, let's get into the interview with Coco. I don't think it's going to disappoint. I think you guys are going to love it. She spills the tea. She's really fun loving. I think it just goes to show that like the people you get to know on TV and the people you get to know off TV, you know, there's a discrepancy. Like we're seeing an edited version of them. And I think she seems fun loving and carefree. Um, so I thought she was really cool. And I'm happy that we connected and I'm happy to bring you guys this inter this interview. All right, guys, stick around to the end and we will chat a little more. I am here with Coco Lodge. Coco, welcome to the pod. Hi, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I feel like there's been so much going on with you specifically. Like, I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen a Casa Amor girl, like, <laughs> cause such a stir. Well, you're welcome, you know. <laughs> I had an assignment and I completed it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you really, really did. And I feel like 
Okay. I'm trying to think where we hop in because I have logistical questions and then I want to okay. get into obviously stuff with like the cast members, but let's get my logistical okay. questions out of the way. Okay. <laughs> so my one thing that I've always been so curious about is like, are there producers in your face or are the cameras mostly like fixed on platforms? Cause I can never understand like the situation with the cameras. So with the cameras, they're all like you can see them, but you really have to like look for them. They're very hidden. Yeah. Um, and then they do sometimes, like if something's going on, they'll have big cameras out and you can obviously see them and like they're hidden behind cupboards and you can sometimes hear them moving around. But it's very much like you don't really see producers or the cameras. Like it's very um, like... Like then Big Brother, very, I picture. Yeah, kind of like more like Big Brother. So it's kind of more hidden so that you kind of forget they're there. Um, and like I found that when I was in like the bedroom, that's what uh, the only time I'd like notice them because you'd start like kissing someone and you'd see the camera like move towards you it guys, like, <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm on TV! Like I need to calm down." <laughs> oh, okay. I always wondered that because from my perspective, I'm like, "Oh, I think it's fixed cameras. I think it's more like Big Brother where they're kind of hidden." Yeah, but. Then I was talking, I was voice noting my friend from Love Island US and I was like, <laughs> give me the tea. I was like, are they in your face? Like, and I know it's different in each place, but she was saying how it is more like facilitated than we as viewers realize. Like I was yeah. asking her, will they like, will they say like, go sit over there for that chat? Like, do they kind of tell you where to go? Because they need to make sure it's on camera. I mean, I think sometimes, yeah, they would, like, tell you to go certain places for certain chats, but that never really happened with me. But I know of other people it did, but it's more, like, about logistically making sure they can get each important conversation mm. on camera and, like, making sure it looks, like, aesthetically pleasing. I, I think there was, like, a few people in there that were told to have chats, like, on those sunbeds in the pool when I was there, which, like, obviously it just looks aesthetically nice to have it yeah, there. they don't want your back to the camera. Like, it makes but, like, sense like a complete genuine conversation it's just they've just kind of told you where to sit to have that chat totally I um okay so when you're getting casted like did you know you were going in for Casa Amor like when conversations start are you just like oh maybe I'm gonna go in week one maybe I'm gonna go in week two do you not really know like what the future holds oh I was told I was a bombshell and that I'd be going in quite early on mm. um to cause a stir and I was like okay like I always like applying I never thought I'd be a an original because my personality is not really original <laughs> I'm quite extra quite loud quite sexual I always thought I'd be a bombshell um but I did think I was going to be in a lot earlier than Casa and then they told me I'd be the last bombshell and I was kind of like I don't really want to do it then like because I kind of know I know like my personality and I know going in at the end I was never going to find anyone so I was like, oh, I, you know, I, I don't really want to be it in the end. When they said Casa Amor, to be honest, my initial response is I didn't really want to do it um, just because I wanted to go in on my own. I did not want to go in with 100%. five other girls. 100%. Going <laughs> in as the last bombshell is like a waste of your casting because like Natalia, she was so beautiful and like 
she would have been great earlier. I was like, they just wasted a great casting because like now her opportunity came and went. I guess we saw this season, Adam come back, but before Adam, like we really hadn't seen that. So I'm like, what an opportunity wasted. So I agree with you. I would never want to be last, but Casa Amor is also like tough to go in with so many people. I was really like, I didn't want to do it, but at the end of the day, like I'm 27 years old and I just thought like, just like everything happens for a reason. So if I'm I'm obviously because I believe in like manifestation and stuff I was like I know for a fact the universe has a plan so I just was like fuck it I'm gonna do it so I went in and then do you know what's so funny I didn't even try and cause a stir just me being who I am just like accidentally caused (laughs) so I like don't know I was obviously perfect for Catherine Moore because I kind of made it entertaining otherwise it would have been a bit boring (laughs) I was just gonna say they casted the right girl because like you just naturally (laughs) stirred things up but in all fairness to you, uh, okay, watching it, watching it the whole season, I'm like diehard. I watch it on a VPN so I could watch it in real time with everyone. I felt like having seen Andrew all season, he was obviously acting really out of character when Casa Amor happened. But yes. at the same time, like that's not really fair to you guys because you are seeing the side of him that's like pursuing you and telling you what you want to hear. So you're going with it. And then the second he partnered back up with Tasha, like, sw- well, he didn't even, when she walked back into the villa, he just turned it off towards you. Like, and I mean, it wasn't fair. Yeah, no, it's not fair. However, like, the thing is, when you're in there, like, those two are very in love. Oh, 100%. So, but I like going in there. I didn't think that if I had been in there before and seen how in love they were, I would have never even pursued it because they were really cute together. And I'm just not that kind of girl. Obviously going in there, everyone had this perception about her. And I just thought like, you know, like it's not really serious between them. I'm going to like go for it. Like he's very good looking. I really got on with him. Um, Still like no hard feelings. Like really like love yeah. him as a friend, love her as a friend. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's fine. It It's fine. Like, we had could, fun last night. <laughs> yeah, you could tell they're both good people. And that's why I'm saying it was out of character for him. Because it seems like he was, like, acting a certain way due to, like, pressure. Or because he felt like she did him wrong. So he was like, I think the other I'll do it too. Put, yeah, I think the other boys put a lot of pressure on him to explore a new connection. And obviously, like his type originally is like petite brunette so mm-hmm. I probably like was most his type so he would the boys would, like pursue someone and he just kind of like picked me out of the bunch yeah which is absolutely fine like I still like the thing is at the time I was hurt and I can't even lie like I did actually really like him and it's a bit embarrassing because it's like oh god why am I one of those girls who just falls really quickly but now like I'm over it I can just look back and be yeah. like what an experience and I'm just happy that like I got to stay in the villa and experience some of the other things I got to experience by being in there a bit longer yeah um so like there's no hard feelings I mean I saw them yesterday at the reunion and like like there's literally just no hard feelings they're actually just so lovely and yeah yeah you could tell they're good people I um when like upon like first glance like in person and respectfully because I love Ekansu but is Davide as like gorgeous in person <laughs> or oh my more? god yeah he's beautiful well, but both Davide and Ekan are like the elite of good looking like they're stunning <laughs> they are like they are stunning yeah 
yeah I I love them so much I was so nice seeing them yesterday because I just honestly just like oh I just love them (laughs) oh my god I I I was rooting for them and yeah it is it is funny because there's a lot that the public doesn't necessarily see and I don't know if you could say anything because I know the reunion hasn't aired yet but it's all over the headlines that like you and summer kind of got into it at the reunion (laughs) and maybe you can't talk about what happened there but like is what happens leading up to it public? Um, no, I think like to be honest, I'm not really going to say much on it because I just think it's kind of like just like schoolgirl stuff and trying to cause drama for no reason. That's my perception on it. But I think like I made a joke in a podcast, a bit of banter about Josh, and like at the time, Josh's actions weren't exactly like being very loyal to Summer, not with me, but with like other people. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't really like making that joke I didn't really think I had anything to respect there and now looking back obviously they've come out and they're trying to explore this so Mm. now I would never make a joke like that but it's like if you can't take banter then like respectfully don't go on reality tv because everyone's got a big personality and like my like my banter is obviously we watch the show like sexual like (laughs) it is what it is but um there's no hard feelings for me there I'm just like I know who I've met from the show who I'd want to stay in contact with and who I think are real ones. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person who I always want to help people and I always do the most for people who I've had, like, who I respect. And I feel like I really did that for those girls when we first come out. Um, and that's all I've really got to say on it. Like, I know who I am, so. Well, speaking of, like, knowing who you are, when you first left um, the villa obviously you've talked about getting hate and criticism and people just being so cruel first of all love island uk like we have the bachelor here which is like our big big show and yeah. they, get a, they get a lot of hate like they really really UK. do oh, oh beyond. Wow. but uk i think it's even it's a different level because you guys obviously like it's a smaller country. So it's like yeah. more people are invested and people get so nasty, especially on social media. You could hide behind screens. Like I know you got a lot of um, initial hate when you got out, but now that people are seeing your personality more, like, are you notice the tables are kind of changing? Do you know what? Like, yeah, I've had so much more love since coming out and people see that I'm funny and like mm-hmm. that they are a very small glimpse and they made me out to be like extremely sassy on that show and I have a sassy side and I have a sexual side like 100% those are massive parts of my personality but I'm also like an empath very caring very loving um and like funny and have like good banter and I think a lot of like people's initial perceptions of me have changed since I've come out however it's reality tv you sign up to that says nothing against the producers they gotta make a tv show but also, I think I do still get a lot of the hate about how I look. Um, but I'm just learning to ignore it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I just focus on the negative, I won't be able to enjoy it and explore all the positive that's come from this experience. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm just trying to ignore it. Like every single day on TikTok, I just get compared to this John Joe Shelby person a million times in the comments or like you're so ugly why are you trying to stay relevant you're hideous blah 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 every single day and I'm just like keep commenting help the engagement <laughs> like, enjoy it it's like, just like what I find so ridiculous is that people 
comments on people's looks. So then the person that's being commented on gets insecure and changes their looks. And then people comment on them for getting plastic surgery and changing the way they look. It's like, you really can never win. So it's, it's like, what's the point of even listening to it? Because people that are haters are going to be haters no matter what. Exactly. And I think like for me, apparently that whole thing about my appearance started from my press photo. It wasn't a flattering picture. But me watching back the show, like I'm looking at myself thinking that I look fine. So I just don't. You too. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, like I'm probably not your typical looks wise. I'm not like this blonde, beachy hair, Barbie looking girl. I'm not like I look quite, quite foreign. I'm Italian. I've got like a strong jawline. Like I've had a nose job and it like, yes, it's not like a perfect little button nose, but (laughs) I'm happy with how I look. And if other people aren't and they just want this mainstream type of person on a show, and that really just shows like how under diverse the audience are. And it's not really like something that if that's what they want, you then you probably shouldn't watch reality TV because who wants just a lineup of like eight same like, person, eight Barbies? Like, no, no. Also, the show in the past, like has casted like a range of people from like different ethnicities like if there's someone or multiple people that get it every single season like is anyone from past seasons like reaching out to you to show support or just like letting you know that they've been in your shoes and that they're there for you I've had quite a few people reach out um and I had a conversation with AJ Bunker she's lovely and she was like saying to me like when I come out the last thing I expected was to read some of the hate comments that I had about like how like she looks and I was like that's the last thing I expected too and we're both like in my eyes anyway beautiful girls mm-hmm. who are stunning and that's why we've been cast for the show so I think it's just one of those things that you just have to like know yourself and know okay it doesn't matter what this small percentage of people think because mm-hmm. I know that like I mean, I get guys. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah, scared. like you're doing so just it, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't really care because half the people I see commenting as well. When I look on their p- profile, like you wouldn't get cast. <laughs> no or they offense, don't. But, they don't have a picture. It's like well, they don't have a picture. Or their yeah, picture's like a car or something. It's like, but you're not that Lamborghini, like, <laughs> and you probably can't afford it either. <laughs> No, it's so true. I think that the whole like mental health aspect of the show is there's such like a light on it where, you know, there's all these complaints and every season I feel like it just keeps getting more and more um, like spotlighted that people that come out of that kind of environment, like deal with a lot of mental health struggles. And I talk a lot about mental health on my podcast, but is it like, what is it like going into an environment where maybe you have some followers, maybe you don't, and then you come out and now all of a sudden, like all these eyes are on you, whether it be negative, positive, like it must be a few days of just completely overwhelming energy. I'm still overwhelmed. Yeah. Like I'm still struggling to like manage my time and like everything that's coming through and going through all my emails. Cause like I haven't been announced by my, um, management yet so I'm still like getting the the emails and then forwarding them on and like all the insta dms and it is overwhelming um and there's a lot to do and like I feel like like at the moment like I'm having to like have weeks without my dog because I'm too busy some weeks so I've had him for one week and then there's been two weeks without him and I just want him back like honestly like 
I'm not joking. I miss him so much. I got him printed on a pillow. Oh. <laughs> like, generally, I've had his face printed on a pillow so, so that cute. I can still look at him. Like, I think next week I'm more quiet, so I get him back next week for a week. But I just want him back all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because, like, even when I have, like, a video go viral on TikTok, I'm, like, overwhelmed and that's like one percent of what happens to you guys it's like you can't put your phone down because you do get this weird like dopamine rush where you're like oh my god all these messages all these comments and then you like your adrenaline starts going and then you're like wait this isn't real life like I gotta chill I feel like it's more like trying to utilize your opportunity so it's like trying to like go live and stuff whilst you're really current and really relevant and trying to like do all the podcasts like I'm being like picky with the podcasts I do <laughs> so, um yeah so like doing the podcast and interviews and there's so much stuff coming through for me to do and like and then I'm getting like gifted a lot of stuff and I'm so thankful and then like, but then I'm wanting to produce this content for the small brands because I want to help people and mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot going on but I'm just trying to like also have like at least a minute of myself where I can put my phone away and just sit there and have a cup of tea do you know what I mean like you need to have that time and like still make time for my friends who have been there from day one and yeah yeah so it's just like trying to enjoy that and I've got my friends hen do in a few weeks so I'm trying to plan that so it's like really crazy because I'm made of honor um so life is very busy but I just want to be thankful for that because I've had time as a freelancer before I went in I've had time where life was not busy Mm -hmm. and I was stressing about that so I'm just trying to enjoy it no it is true and like the people that keep saying to you oh you just you just want your five minutes of fame I think people maybe are misreading your personality as like oh she's just going on these interviews and spilling this tea but you're kind of like this is just who I am like I'm a bubbly personality I love to chat is it like well, what do you kind like, of say to that well at the end of the day like if well, do you want me to go, do get invited on a podcast and say no. nothing like really basic line and have no personality like that to me if people want to do that that's fine but for me I want to do more tv work and this is my personality and I'm not going to dim it down for anyone because mm-hmm. this is this is why like I was successful coming off the show so why am I gonna dim my light for people's comments who say I want five minutes of fame because like, I can assure you it won't be five minutes. <laughs> 100%. What other shows would you be interested in? Because I'm obsessed with the challenge. And they do have some people from the UK. UK. I know. I would be more than happy to do literally like any show. That it sounds really silly. But like there's so many ones and they're all so different. And mm-hmm. I like, I can't think of one that I'd be like, nah, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, I think for me, like the main one I want to do is I really want to do Big Brother. <laughs> Wait, so, yes, that would be so good. I'm trying to manifest it. <laughs> well, because so, aren't didn't they just announce that there's a new UK celebrity Big Brother coming out? Um, if, I think they oh, did. Oh, sorry, where am I? I'm here. Um, <laughs> so sorry, my friend was trying to ring me. Um, I think they've announced like not a celebrity one, but like a oh, regular. Mm-hmm. So, but like, I would more than happy be on that. Like, I don't really consider myself a celebrity. I went on a show. I know, like, obviously we. Oh, now yeah. kind of like maybe like the Z list, but it's fine. <laughs> but I like would happily do like anything. Like I don't have to do just a celebrity show because I don't really consider that. Yeah, you're humble. Well. You're like whatever. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do yeah. whatever. <laughs> so I mean, I would personally love to do regular Big Brother because I'd love to meet all these people who I don't know who they are and like big personalities. So that would be like 
ideal for me. So yeah, I just need to get the crystals out and start manifesting. <laughs> Seriously, Big Brother. The only thing that scares me is like how, old, like I don't know if you guys have this in the UK, but in the US they have live feeds where you could watch twenty four seven what happens. Yeah. And I'm like, I would do some dumbass thing. Like I'm they, just scared. Yeah. <laughs> they used to have that. I don't know if they will this time. They used to have that, and I used to be so obsessed. This is why I want to go on a show because I was so obsessed with it when it was in the UK and I used to just sit there and like watch them like sleeping and stuff like it's really creepy of me but a I, lot of people do I was so obsessed with the characters that I like just wanted to watch them 24 <laughs> 7 no that's so me with I, Love Island I'm like I've been telling people for like five, I think I started watching season four Love Island and I started telling people in the US I'm like guys you have to watch Love Island like it's way better than like the dating shows that we have here and everyone was kind of like too many episodes like there's too many episodes I love the U.S. reality shows I think they're so much better there's so much more drama people are literally having full-on fights but that's why I like watching UK I'm like this is calm (laughs) Ah, oh see no I love the drama I'm like U.S. reality TV is fucking amazing honestly (laughs) like amazing like so my flatmate was on um x on the beach usa oh yeah like compared to the uk one it was just so entertaining to watch because i like this it's amazing (laughs) it's so yeah there's so much drama and like there's so much fighting that i think that's why sometimes like um love island's a breath of fresh air for me because generally like generally we see the women like being friends versus fighting and it's like a really nice change of pace because I'm used to seeing people at dinner tables throwing drinks yeah. at each other. No, I love that. I love that. I'm like, yes, give me the drama. <laughs> was um so I know that there was like I've had some opinions on my podcast about like different people in the villa. I know you made a comment about Paige saying she wasn't like that welcoming in the beginning, but then she became welcoming and everyone cut out the end part of your statement and yeah. just ran <laughs> with you saying she wasn't welcoming. Um, And I kind of defended that a little bit just because not that I think it's nice behavior, but every girl gets territorial over their like guys. 100%. And I said this and she was dealing with the whole thing with Jax at the time. And you know what? we've actually come out and like we get on really well like yesterday she was like helping me fix my hair like she's actually just so lovely it was just like at the start but everyone was frosty at the start and I feel like mm-hmm. if I had been with a guy and then these catty girls come in I probably would have even been a bit frosty at the start I probably would be like sorry that's my man mm-hmm. but like it, it just is what it is but we get on really well I mean I kind of just put water under the bridge send her some flowers um that was nice the thing like sorry like the way that they've edited that clip is like wrong um and then then, yeah we've like just been getting on really well and her and Adam are really cute so yeah I hope that they last do you think that there will be any other connections from like the cast that we didn't see on tv like people that will maybe get together there's a lot of people (laughs) really (laughs) there's a lot of people getting of each other at the moment <laughs> oh 100 we know things went down at that after party a little yeah. alcohol involved all these hot people yeah like, you're, it's gonna happen yeah like the like <laughs> I feel like it's like a very incest <laughs> those well, who have come off single anyway <laughs> well I don't I don't blame it because I was hoping to see some like paparazzi photos of people like sloppily like leaving the club hand in hand <laughs> me and Jack we like did these pack photos there was a pack but like he was comforting me and then like as a joke I was like oh my god like this is so funny and we were holding hands like banter 
but like I never thought it would like actually make the press because it's just so clear we're not together but yeah then that was in the press I was like you're dating Jack I was like no I'm really not <laughs> oh I didn't see those I gotta look yeah I mean he's really sweet and I, I love him as a friend but yeah that's not, like we're not a thing <laughs> that's what I was like waiting for I'm like okay we got to see these pictures of everyone like drunk stumbling out of the club holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> like wasn't one outside the club or you might have seen that <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny so is there like I feel like there's relationships that form outside the show. And then there's also like PR relationships that people do where they're like, and also it's never confirmed that things are PR oh, relationships. Um, yeah. Like, do you feel like there's people that just in order to like stir up drama, they'll just like latch on to someone for press, even though they're not really maybe interested. I think that definitely, but I don't think I've really seen that this year at all. Um, yeah. So soon too. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that this year. So I guess more like see, but at the moment, I think that everyone who's actually like doing their thing is like very genuine. And I think they're like all, all the couples I've seen who are in the final and Paige and Adam are very like, they look like they're very in love. So mm-hmm. yeah. No, they do seem really happy. And I'm excited to see how everything kind of pans out for the couples. It does make me nervous because I realize how much like the press is and how busy schedules get. But yeah. I think we need to see like a little, uh, we need to see another reunion of sorts of all of you guys like uh, yeah. out, <laughs> out and about That's together. Amazing. Yeah. Like in a year's time. Imagine that. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. K- Coco, thank you so much for coming on. Where could, where could everyone follow you and like stay up to date? Um, Coco underscore lodge <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok. Amazing. I'm doing like, more TikTok stuff than Instagram stuff. So that's oh, good. Like, Fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, darling. Lovely to meet you. Thanks, Coco. That was so that was so fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Coco. Let's get into Ask Alyssa. I am here to answer all of your advice questions. And we have a variety, as we always do. So this person said, Ask Alyssa. Hey, hey, love the pod and look forward to listening in every week. Definitely need some relationship advice. My boyfriend and I have been dating for nine months now. When we first started dating, he would take me out to dinner, go on cute dates, and always offer to pay for things. As time has gone on, that has dwindled. I'm totally fine paying for things and splitting dinners when we go out, but he hasn't fully planned a date in forever, it feels like. He keeps saying it's because he doesn't have a lot of money, which I totally get, but he stopped doing the cute things he did in the beginning. On top of that, he buys ridiculous things for himself on a whim. I'm not asking for a big extravagant gift or a fancy dinner, but how do I bring it up to him that flowers or a cute day could go a long way? I hear you. You're basically saying you want the thought. You don't really care about the monetary value. And I do agree, like, he could literally do something as cute as like, hey, let's have a movie night tonight. And you pop popcorn and he puts on your favorite movie and buys you your favorite chocolate. And it's just like $10, but you're he's putting thought into a movie night or setting up a picnic or going for a hike. I don't know, something you want the effort. So I think that's okay to say to him. I think you should just confront him and be like, look, you know, I know Um, you're trying to be careful with money. And I totally respect that. But I miss like in the beginning when we dated, you were, you took more initiative in planning things and making things special. And 
I just never want to lose that part of our relationship because I think it keeps the spark alive. So can you try to make a little bit more effort? And if there's anything on my end that you feel like I haven't done that I did in the beginning, like, let me know. We should work actively on keeping those things fun and exciting for the both of us. Um, I think communication is key and you really just need to talk to him about it and lay out how you're feeling and what you're hoping for and hope he meets you there. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world. I just think people get really complacent in relationships. Like they start getting comfortable and he's not having to woo you anymore because he has you in his mind. And I think a lot of people do that. They show the best parts of themselves when you first start dating. And then as you get into dating, you no longer have to impress people because you're like, oh, I've got you where I want you. Not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's what happened. So keep him on his toes a little bit. Tell him you still want to be wined and dined and you're the prize. And you know, you, you want to be sought after. You don't want to just have things nine months in already feel dry. You want to keep some of the fire alive. So I think it's fine to just communicate that to him. I hope that helps. Okay. Next, ask Alyssa. This person said, some background. I'm 33 and work as a marketing communications major for a financial data company out of MIC, but from home in New Jersey. I love the company I work for and the people I work for, but we found out the company intends to sell in three to five years. It got me thinking about where I want to be career-wise when that time comes. So I'm setting myself up for the next level of my career after I have to leave here. I'm an individual contractor, so I don't manage any people, but I am responsible for everything within my department. Budget, planning, strategy, copywriting, you name it. And I love it that way. I don't know what I want next. I don't want, I don't know what I want my next move to be. I did some research and it seems like the next book's best move would be to move up to a director level and start managing people, but I don't know that I even want to manage people. Where would you start looking or what would you start doing to figure out what's best for your next move? Thanks, lovely human. Thank you. My gut visceral reaction is, why are you planning three to five years ahead for something that might happen? Like the company might sell. You also might get laid off. You also might come across a new opportunity. I think it's always great to have a plan and to go for things, but this seems to me like you're thinking too far ahead in a sense. Now, I don't think it's wrong to set yourself up for a success by figuring out what you want or what you don't want or what works for you. And I agree. Like, I think I'm not a good manager and I know that about myself, which is why I work for myself. And it sounds like you're kind of the same way. Like you want to be an independent contractor and manage things on your own. And I think when you are a freelancer or you work for yourself or you're a um, consultant, you have that ability to do that without managing people. So maybe it's just upping your rates and continuing in a similar role. But I just think you got to chill out, see how the cards see how the cards play out, see how the cookie crumbles, because you might, I don't know, they might tell you they want to promote you in a year. You might want to leave in a year. I don't think you could just, or the company may sell and they still might keep you on. It doesn't mean you have to go anywhere. So I just think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I know that's not really answering your question about figuring out 
what your next move should be, but maybe it's seeing if you could take on the responsibility of managing someone and seeing how it goes. Do you like it? Are you good at it? Do you hate it? Just trying out different things and getting yourself involved in different roles to see what's best for you and where things will kind of pan out for you in the future. I'm sorry. I hope that helps. Okay. This person said, I have a, what would you do question might be controversial for some. I'm 38 married and together we have a five-year-old son and a three-year-old ident- oh, and three-year-old identical twin daughters. My sister who's 37, single, no kids, refuses to see my children because our family isn't vaccinated. We have our own personal reasons. I even left my job in healthcare on why we chose not to. We also respect anyone's choice to get the vaccine or not. I've tried very hard to find a way for her to feel comfortable. Wear masks, go somewhere outdoors, take a test, etc. But she won't until she sees vaccine cards. It's been two years since she's seen my kids, and now my kids, especially my son, is asking where she is and why she doesn't visit. She goes to the grocery store, bars, restaurants, etc., and we know not everyone is vaccinated, so I don't know why she won't come around my family and I. It breaks my heart because she's the only aunt they have. My husband has two sisters who are drug addicts, so they are not in our children's lives. And she's all they've got. I do have friends that my kids call aunties, but it still breaks my heart that she's missing out on so much. What do I do? Sorry, it's so long. Your sister has resentment towards you. I don't think it has anything to do with the vex. I think, okay, I think she's resentful because you won't get vaccinated and she's taking it out on your kids because there's no reason why she shouldn't see your kids outside in my opinion um i think if you've offered to get tested to see them outside to wear masks in my opinion unless she is like super high risk i don't know there is no reason why she should not see your kids in two years um, because I know many people that are vaccinated and aren't vaccinated and maybe they don't agree, but they still have found workarounds, which in both within both of their comfort levels. And quite frankly, if I was you, it would piss me off that she was at restaurants and bars where you're right, people aren't vaccinated. So like, the double standard is what would really freaking kill me here. Um, I think you need to confront her and say, look, I know this is a really controversial topic. I know you likely don't support my decision for my family that we made to be unvaccinated. However, I don't want my personal decision to take away from your relationship with my kids. I feel like the past two years, I've tried to make sacrifices saying we would be outside, we would be tested, we would do whatever it was to make you feel comfortable. And that offer stands. What I'm having a hard time with is the fact that I know you're going out and living your life and it's impossible to know if strangers that you're coming in contact with are vaccinated. So I don't, I'm just feeling without getting into the logistics of why we didn't get it and why you did or vice versa. I just want to know what can we do on our end to ensure you have a relationship with the kids? Is it them coming to stay with you for a few days so you can control where, who they come in contact with? Is it us going outside and standing 15 feet apart, but them just seeing you at the park? What can we do to 
because we can't go on this way, how many more years of our life are we going to waste of these like precious times? I love you and my kids love you and we, I want you in their life. And I think, I think that's so reasonable. And my theory based on knowing very little is that because I know how people are with this stuff. She's probably angry at you. She's probably like, she's, she's making a bad choice for her kids, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's none of her business. Um, And I know that this is tricky, but I just think there's workarounds. So it makes me sad for you um, that your kids haven't been able to see her. So let us know if you have a conversation with her and please give us an update. I'm wishing you the best and I'm, I'm wishing your kids get to see her. That's like really sucks. If I couldn't see my nephew, I would be so devastated. Okay, guys. Whew. Deep breath, deep breath. Um, Let's spill the tea onto more important things. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm actually so hungry. I'm about to eat this microphone, um, but whatever. So, okay. This weekend, a lot happened. So there is a rumor going around that Melissa, wait, let me backtrack. So Real Housewives of New Jersey, Teresa got married. We saw the hair. That hair was a choice. That hair was a choice. And that's all I'll say. Listen, I'm not going to shit on a bride. I mean, she felt beautiful. That's all that matters. Would I have my hair looking like that? No. Am I one to speak with my hair as it is right now in a bun on top of my head? Absolutely not. So to each their own, um, the higher the hair, the closer to God. That's all I've really got to say there. Um, Pink dress, also a choice. Um, Melissa not going to the wedding, also a choice. So I've done some, some Twitter sleuthing and here's what I'll say. Um, this might be potential spoilers for the next season of the real Housewives of New Jersey. So if you don't want to know what goes down on the season, hit that 30 second button a few times. So basically the rumor mill is saying that there's a new cast member who's friends with Marge, this new cast member confronted Melissa, I mean, confronted Teresa, Jen, and a few other women saying that she heard a rumor that Melissa cheated on Joe and kissed another guy. This is going to come out in the final episode of the season. Apparently, Melissa is mad at Teresa for not shutting it down and entertaining it. Because of that, Melissa and Joe did not go to Teresa's wedding because they said enough is enough. You know, you keep trying to take down our, oh, one second. Okay, sorry, I had to pause the recording because someone knocked on the door at the Airbnb. But anyway, so that's what's apparently going on. Um, There's also rumors that Dina Manzo wasn't at Teresa's wedding and apparently they had a fallout. Um, There are some rumors saying maybe she just didn't want to be on camera because it was being filmed for the housewives, but hard to say. But if Teresa is having fallout with Melissa and Joe and now Dina and her husband, it's like, what is happening here? Because this sounds messy and also like, why are you guys falling out with all these people? Um, Kim and Pete. So they broke up. Am I surprised? Yes, I am. I actually, if you asked me a few months ago, I would have said, no, Pete Davidson only dates people a few months and then breaks up with them. But 
I was starting to be like, maybe it's different. Maybe he really loves her. Maybe they are endgame. Maybe they'll have a kid together. Nope. Sounds like he was the fun rebound guy. Kim probably realized the age difference wasn't working out. Um, It makes me kind of sad that it happened so soon because I was loving the content. I was loving how much Kim was smiling. I, I don't know. Like, I'm disappointed. I wanted more from them. I wanted a baby Pete Davidson, a little, little baby Kim and Pete, but it is what it is. I guess we're never going to get one unless they get back together. But yeah, it's just, it's surprising, but it's not. I think we all kind of feel the same way. We're all kind of like, oh man, that was short-lived. But then we're also kind of like, was this end game? Probably not. All right. Love Island US. I'm chugging some water. Um, Love Island US, not good. I've said this from the beginning. Am I still watching it? Yes. Is it good? Absolutely not. There's really very few strong couples. The recouplings are happening every happening every other day. It's like too much, too soon. It's a lot. Um, I'll let you guys know if my opinions towards it change. What I will say is that my opinion towards Sydney and her man have changed a little bit. I'm rooting for them. I think they seem happy. I love Zita and Timmy. I'm rooting for them. I don't think Jesse is the right guy for Deb. Something's not clicking there. I think she'll turn her head in Casa Amor. Um, but that's that. Like, it's kind of just blah. It's so blah. Um, Bachelor franchise, I just put in my notes, pinning women against each other. I mean, need I say more? What I wanted to say about the Bachelor franchise, specifically Gabby and Rachel's season, is that I think if there weren't two women like Gabby and Rachel who were such great stand-up women that were girls, girls that had each other's backs, the season could go completely different. All it takes is for a less strong-headed or confident woman to be in their position and it would be World War III in there. And I think the Bachelor franchise wanted that. I think by doing this, they were like, we're not trying to pit women against each other. Let's be honest. They were. They wanted the drama and they're probably so upset that they're not getting what they want in terms of the girls going at each other's throat because it just so happens that they're two stand-up women. Um, So I'm really happy that Gabby and Rachel aren't succumbing to the situation that the franchise is putting them in and instead they're rising above and being like badasses and great friends to one another that said they're still very clearly as in the franchise pitting these two against each other they have rachel's boys they have gabby's boys they're blurring the lines they keep saying if they really didn't want to pit these women against each other they would have went into the season with a clear plan of how things were going to run instead they keep being like girls, you figure it out. Excuse me? Their job is to be a contestant on the show. They're not producers. They're not supposed to come up with the format, but they're putting these girls in a position where they're having to come up with the format of the show and how things will work. So the show is indirectly letting the girls take on this burden of figuring out this competition. And they're trying to wipe their hands clean of being like, see, we're not pinning them against each other. But then they're not giving them any direction on how to not be pinned against each other. 
And that's what's pissing me off. And that is the tea. And that is this week's episode. Next week, I will be in Italy. So I'm going to try to pre-record next week's episode. So it will be me and my sister talking about parenting and babies and all of that jazz. And then the week after, I will recap you guys on Italy. But make sure you're following my TikTok and my Instagram because I'll be doing little daily vlogs and everything there. All right. I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. And I will see you next Tuesday. Thank you.